guys, welcome back to a new episode of Woman to Woman, the podcast where I sit with different women from different industries to get to know a little bit about who they are, what they do, and their womanhood journey. And today I'm sat down with the amazing, lovely, superstar girl, girl. <laughs> DJ Yuki, um, as known. So if you would love to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, for those that don't know you, and then we'll jump straight into the questions because we have a few to get through. So I'm DJ Yuki, I am a DJ and producer, um, I'm from London, I've been making music for a while now, so yeah, I'm What's excited. What's a while? Oh, but listen, <laughs> like, it's, it's, we'll get to it, but honestly, girl band days, I, I was in a girl band, yes, I was in a girl band, wow. um, and I transition, transitioned into DJ mm-hmm. production, I'm going to be singing on stuff now as well. Yeah, because so, you, your new song had a bit of vocals. Yeah, on that yeah. was me. I'd like to take full credit, but that was not me. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming, yeah. I can't wait. Cool. So before we get into all the nitty gritties and lovely stuff, um, a question that I ask every single woman that I sit down with is, what does womanhood mean to you? Okay. Um. Well. You can look at me like, <laughs> <laughs> She said conversational. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into no, the conversation but, after. No, no. <laughs> okay, so womanhood to me, it's just being, mm. you know, it's, it's just, I guess, leaning into like my femininity, what makes me me, celebrating other women, mm-hmm. um, championing other women, mm. lifting them up, and just really, it's just a community. Mm. I love that. That's a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> it's different to everyone but absolutely just like in in terms of as i get older and as i'm doing more within like djing and production is such a male dominated absolutely scene especially like dance music so it's really important for me um yeah my journey Mm -hmm. to womanhood um to make sure i'm surrounded by like-minded people so how has your journey to what womanhood looks like for you been like so from growing up to now Mm -hmm. how has it how has it been navigating what womanhood looks like to you especially in the field that you're in yeah okay so I mean when I was younger I was I was a proper tomboy yeah like I was a full-on tomboy even my mum would be like she never thought I'd wear heels she never thought honestly like I was yeah, that was me. yeah I used to play football yeah um so when did that change when when do you still play football do you no 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 no. i don't mind watching it now please that that went i feel like i only played football to get in there with the guys anyway <laughs> to be honest to be perfectly honest um but um i think when i was about like 13 14 because mm-hmm. I, I was tall I'm, I'm like five foot seven now by the way yeah um but i was taller than everybody yeah um when i was at school and um so I kind of had no choice but to be like the lanky, mm. geeky friend. Then as I blossomed, I was like, this is okay. Like, um, I started to wear skirts, I started yeah. to wear heels. And um, now for me, especially DJing and producing, I know everyone's like, okay, female DJs. Mm. When I first started, it would kind of be like a, a novelty. Yeah. And you'd get booked as like, yeah. okay, she's a female DJ. And now there's this whole thing as, okay, no, but you know, you're... We just want to be DJs. Mm. We don't want the female thing. But mm. I am a female DJ. I'm a black female DJ Absolutely. as well in dance, which is a very white space mm-hmm. despite its um, origins. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, it's just really leaning into mm. that. It's important for me to kind of 
be here and be a voice and yeah. do what I'm doing. So I fully embrace it. And I like, I like wearing like girly outfits, sequin outfits yeah. when I DJ. I don't want to just be wearing like the black tee. And mm. I, I want to really embrace my my femininity and, mm. and who I am. It is, it's important, yeah. I think, for me. Yeah. Has it been hard to navigate your womanhood in that space, your black womanhood in that space? Um. Yeah, do you know what? I'm very assertive. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this before. I, I didn't. Think you give I was me that a, though. Uh, someone told me the other day in a session that I'm like the teacher. I'm like the strict teacher that everybody still likes. Yeah, I, was, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you give me that vibe though. That you know what you want. You know yeah. how to work, and you like people to work with you, not like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not been easy. Yeah, because. Again, being a black woman in a space that is mainly white, mm. and you know me saying how I feel, I don't want to be perceived as you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, so it has been a, a little bit difficult to navigate, but now I'm just like eff it. I, yeah. I just I want to live my life and I want to get it right. And if I I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but if I do it in the process of doing what I believe and mm. what I stand for, then. So, that, be so be it and I think it's important to ruffle feathers because you make it easier for the people that are coming after you in that space mm-hmm. to kind of be like okay there's there's already sort of like you know when you go through a jungle and like there's leaves already like on the ground where yeah. someone's walk so it's easier for you to kind of navigate what that looks like so That's it. you have to especially in a space where you haven't been in before mm-hmm. it's important but we'll get in, into more about your um DJing. So, <laughs> firstly, how did it start? How do how did you get into the space that you're at now? Okay. Um, when did you realize actually I want to DJ? Because it's not. It's really interesting because I've never met someone that wakes up and say actually I want to be a DJ. And you used to. You said you were in. You went to law school first of all. Um, you did your master, your your undergrad in Warwick. Um, do you yeah. want to talk about? You talk a bit about your journey <laughs> because it's not your conventional journey into DJing. No, so. <laughs> um, it's not at all. But do you know what? A lot of it comes from my background. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from Tottenham, like born and raised. Come on. And um, I ended up going to boarding school at 11 because I was a little bit naughty. naughty. Um, and my boarding school was in Norfolk. And it was I was the only person of any colour in my year. Got you. So I think that's made me kind of be able to stand up for myself because I had to do that a lot when I was there. Yeah. Um, with this, I wasn't from like a rich family or anything. So for me, I always knew I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. always, always, always. My mum today, she'll be like, oh, I never knew you know that you were actually going to do music. I was like, you you knew I liked music. Yeah. You just didn't think that I would have the the guts to actually yeah. do it Pursuing. as a career. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to do it. But at the same time, coming from where I came and knowing the sacrifices that my parents made mm. to send me to my school mm. and to do things for me, I really wanted to make them proud. Yeah. So I think a lot of the things that I did, like going to Warwick and doing the law school thing, it was for them. Yeah. It was fully for them. I had no interest. Every day that I was at uni, I was like, please, dear, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. I spent, I spent every weekend pretty much in yeah. London, yeah. Um, DJing, doing doing like music, going to like lo- loads of auditions. Mm. But I wanted to make my family proud. Yeah. I, I, and that was it. My mum's only child. Yeah. Is, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And you yeah. know, like, being like living in the Nigerian household yeah. is doctor, lawyer, 
Yeah. Cam- it's, it's just a lot yeah. that comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think for me, like I, w- I was saying, you know the story in terms yeah. of like when I went to law school and the fact that I then, I was, I was DJing to pay for my law school. Yeah. And that's, that's what crazy. I really wanted to, yeah, yeah, that's what I really wanted to do. And I just was like, I can't do it. Mm. I cannot actually do it. My brain was at capacity. Yeah. Like fully. Uh, when when was the moment you realised that actually I want to not do, like I've hit my peak with sacrificing what my parents want, what I want for myself and mm. I'm going to choose me for once. Because I remember when I, I was doing that for my dad as well. I did yeah. my undergrad and then he wanted me to do my master's. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do my master's and mm-hmm. stuff. But in my head I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So for you, when was that point where you, you were like, actually I, I want to choose myself. I wanted to kind mm-hmm. of like dictate where I take my next my next step or whatever. Yeah. When was that for you, and how did you communicate that with your parents? So I was in law school. I was in law school, and I'd be there in the lessons and just hating life. Yeah, and I was getting like the most amazing like messages come through in in terms of like DJing mm-hmm. gig opportunities. Like, oh, you could go to IB for and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And just something inside was like, if it's not now, I will never do it. I will always, like, I can't turn down these opportunities mm. because I've got, ex- well, I will, I, yeah, because I've got exams. And if, if I don't, if I don't go now, I will just always be here. Yeah. And that was it. So, I mean, listen, my, <laughs> 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 um, my mum was like, okay okay it's your, it's your life da, da, da. Mm. my dad to till this day right my dad still does not fully accept <laughs> he doesn't accept it he, he, he it was it was a conversation that i had with him and yeah. it's so weird that it was like he was there but he was not there like he fully he wasn't taking because imagine like he for me to go to like my um my school and my dad worked two jobs mm. and then obviously like i said like he when i went to do law school She's a lawyer. She's yeah. a listen. Before you even graduate, they were telling their friends. Yeah. So it was like, and then me coming and being like, so I've decided <laughs> I'm, I'm going to DJ. It was like, <laughs> it was just a lot for, for Did they even, because with pa- parents understand a few words, like, especially African first generation, mm-hmm. that's a dancer, singer. Mm-hmm. But for you to come and say DJ, did they understand what that, what, like what it entailed? Mm-hmm. Or for them, it was just like, this is, beyond my capacity to even understand why you're making this decision. So so this is the thing, right? My dad is actually where I get my love for music from. So my dad like really likes um, disco, like he raved, he really likes Acid House. And I grew up listening to all of that. So he got it. But then when I said I'm going to be a DJ, my dad had it like, she's going to be in a club taking Coke. Uh, Like she's going to be like, that's all my dad, that's all he saw. And that's what he said to me. He's like, so you, you're you on drugs? No, I'm a DJ. I'm <laughs> DJ. So you're taking drugs. <laughs> when did he, like, that, that is legit, like, all he heard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, it's, my mum knows, and my mum is at this point fine with it. She's, yeah. It's your life. It's mm. your life. I tried. Mm. I tried. Um, Has their perception changed? Or are they still sort of like, it's your life? My mum's has. My yeah. mum is actually before she she kind of wouldn't she wouldn't tell anyone what I did. Ah, honestly, she wouldn't tell anyone what I did. And then her friends started to come up to her and say, "Oh, we saw your daughter was or your daughter did this." Mm. And and then she was like, "Okay," and would start to tell people. Yeah. And it has changed. Although the other day something really um interesting happened. She went to the dry cleaners mm-hmm. and um she was talking to them about me. She's like, "Oh, my daughter's a DJ," and that made me really happy. And then the guy was like. That's nice, but what's her plan B? 
Mm. And she, my mum has been like, on such like a good role for like the past two years about mm. it. And she's like, you know, it's something that you should think about because you know, with COVID, mm. um, whatever. Mm. So, I mean, she, my mum's getting better. Yeah. My how do you know? Because that's interesting. How do you kind of navigate? Because people, especially when you do something like DJing, they think it's a hobby. They think mm-hmm. it's, especially when they haven't seen, we have, there's loads of famous DJs, but yeah. how do you kind of navigate when people put their perception of fear on you to be like even though you're certain about you, mm-hmm. your craft how do you navigate kind of staying firm in what you've decided to do because it must be a lot for me it's like i have no choice mm. i fully committed to this i have um there's just no going back um i pray a lot mm. um and i just feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. You know, you know when you know that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. I, I kind of, I, other people's projections just bounces off mm. because I know what I'm meant to be mm. doing. What was, what was there a point after you left university that you felt like, actually, I made the right choice? What was that? What was that feeling? It might have been a show, it might have been something. What was it for you mm-hmm. that validated your decision? I'm trying to think here because. I can't like it, it was a struggle. I worked full time alongside DJing for a good few years mm. after I left uni, maybe like three years after I left uni, and I was running myself into the ground. Like, I was fainting. I was going. I was DJing at night, yeah. going to work and fainting on the trains. Like it, it was. It was mad, and I was like, do you know what? I had to sit down, mm-hmm. and because of that, I was like. I'm doing what I've dreamt of doing. Yeah. And the only, I'm actually making enough money to be able to live and survive. And the only reason I'm working this full-time job is because society tells me I should and I have to. But actually, when I look at it, I've got these contracts. Like, mm. I'm all right. Mm. And that was the moment where I feel like mm. I was like, you've got this. Like, you, you're doing it. Mm. You've made the right decision. You've... It's, I got into DJ not because I wanted to be rich. Or I, didn't, I didn't get into music because I wanted to be rich. I just wanted to do what I loved mm. and to make money from that. As cheesy as, and to be able to live doing that, mm. make enough money to live. Mm. And I guess, yeah, when I sat down, I was like, something's got to give. I was yeah. like, well, it's not my DJ because actually I'm making, you know, some months more yeah. than I am from my day job. And oh, wow. That, what were you doing whilst you were DJing? So I was an account manager and I did business development for, see, my mum was like, an accountant. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to your mum. <laughs> no, like fully. She was like, yeah, she's an accountant. Now I was like, still not, still no. <laughs> and doing um, business development um, for a company called um, Fashion Monitor and Influencer Intelligence. Mm. So, I mean, that was really good um, because I would use the services to get like contacts within yeah. like the fashion and beauty mm. scene. I was like, any job that I do, it has to help me. Yeah. It really, really, really has to help me. And before I started working there, I had a subscription. And so I was paying for that yeah. to get like, and I was doing mail outs, like DJ mixes every month and sending them to brands and That's like sick. people. And then I saw there was a job there. And I was like, oh, well, if I work there, I can get it for free. Mm. So, um, I mean, that's what I was doing. But really, I was I spent 90% of time working on me. Your stuff. Yeah. No, that's really good. Because I always tell some people that I speak to, even if you even if you have a passion project or something that you want to really do, mm-hmm. and you're working, find a way to make the work work for you. Yeah. Even if it's something that you hate. There, mm-hmm. there needs to be a, a, a value exchange there that's, that's outside it. of money. 
and it's so important because the money will be there but what else can you take from where you're working mm-hmm. to supplement what you're doing outside of that so so f- great that you actually thought about that you say you said cheeky you. i mean did you say i'm cheeky <laughs> <laughs> you said cheeky i was like i am but make the work smart not harder that, yeah i'm a big believer of that yeah in everything i'm trying to learn that yeah it's it's the one mm. like the ones that you'll be like oh I, but do you know what i've got a shout out like my um my boss from fashion monitor mm-hmm. simi lingwin she is incredible she's now got her own beauty um ai company it's doing really well they've just Sick. done their first round of funding yeah um but she was the one that when i'd be there working she'd say listen and i'd, I'd be there trying to like work late she's like if you're here after hours, you're, you're doing something wrong mm. because the work that I give you, you should be able to do it in the hours that you've got. Like, come on. She's like, just get the work done. She's like, it's not about, you know, slaving and yeah. doing much. She's like, just, yeah. And she was the one that first, she'd constantly be like, work smart. That's a, that's a good, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. Cause I'm, I'm finding that whilst working, like I'm, I'll work till like eight at first. And my, my, one of my colleagues was like, it's not about working hard, it's about working smart. And allowing people to see what you're doing rather than you just mm-hmm. slaving away and no one really sees what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, interesting. So you said that you was in a girl band. You produce and you're you're going into the singing portion. So like what talk to me a bit about your music journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm not an amazing singer, I'll just say that now. <laughs> But I, I can sing. You can I hold can, a tune or I two. I can hold a tune. Yeah, I, I can sing. I'm not Mariah yeah. or anything. But listen, I, I always wanted to do the girl band thing mm-hmm. when I was younger because I was like, why not? That looks fun. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll be with your friends and whatever. It was not like that at okay. all. It was politics. And I mean, even then, not, not even even then, like whenever I do like a girl group thing or go for auditions, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we've already got one black girl. Or okay, I mean, we're looking for, and, and people were so open mm. with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you, it was just like ticking a box. Mm. So did you have to audition? Yeah. Okay. So I'd have to audition. Um, and that, uh, for me, that was really good. It gave, it's given me thick skin. Yeah. Because in this industry, you get a, a hell of a lot more no's than you do yeses. Yeses, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was doing that for a while. Um, and then I was like, oh, uni. But I, I was I was just winging it. Everything was winging. I, I was just winging it all. And um, then one day I was in a session writing tracks um, with these producers. And they were talking about, you know, a DJ set that they just had in mm. Egypt and how much fun that was. And just the way they were talking and the love for it. And I guess because there was so much politics going on with the girl yeah. band situation, hearing them talk with such... I guess, joy about mm-hmm. what they're doing and h- hearing like the travel opportunities. They were like, actually, if you got into DJing, they said to all of us, you know, like you, you girls would probably do really well because there's not that many female mm. DJs. So I was like, okay, teach me. Had like a little session and I was like, oh. And they're like, oh, you're good at this. Like go into it. So yeah. I went to um, the Roundhouse. There was this thing you could pay like a pound an hour mm-hmm. to rent like a room out and they had like all the decks. And I'd be like, how to DJ 101 with my laptop. I was just learning. Wow. And then I put a picture of myself with headphones on. I couldn't DJ at this point. Changed wow. my name to like DJ God knows what. <laughs> and I was getting bookings. I started getting bookings, honestly. Because I was wow. I put like hashtag female deal or just something. Yeah. So I started to get a lot of bookings. But I didn't know how to DJ. So did you mm. go to those bookings without knowing how to... Like you were just... Was you winging I it? I was winging it. I was, I was fully, fully, fully winging it. Wow. 
in life. But I mean, it worked. <laughs> no, it did work. It, it was there ever a point where you got, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome when they start something. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point where you feel like, what the hell have I got myself into? To be honest, I, I get that every now and then. I do. Like every time I reach like a milestone, yeah. I feel like, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, can I? What is the most recent milestone that you reached that you was like, oh, <laughs> Okay, so I'm writing a lot more mm-hmm. now um, in terms of doing like the production. So I, I love that. Yeah. But writing is something that I've always done. Yeah. And touch wood, I can't say, t- I've got like a potentially like my first like big cup mm-hmm. in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. And th- there's just part of me that I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I shouldn't like. Did I do mm. this or did I? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that I have friends around me and women around yeah. me that are like, listen, girl. We know you how can. you work yeah. and we know the journey. Like, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an accident. It's not, you know. It's you deserve this. Mm. How do you navigate those feelings? So, how do you get to the point where it no longer lingers that you feel like I'm not supposed? To, how did I get to this space? Am I qualified mm-hmm. enough for the space? Both within like the DJ world mm-hmm. and now you venture into writing. How, yeah? How do you kind of like navigate those feelings? Because a lot of women have it, mm. especially when they in the spaces where they're like, oh, I'm the only one that looks like me. Do, uh, do you know what? I um, and this is me being completely honest. I don't feel like I fully got. I, I, it's just humps. It's mm. like. I, I really don't know. And I don't know why we as women tend to have it so much. I, I, I really, really don't know yeah. why. Because I would say I'm a really confident person. Like, I know I'm good yeah. at what I do. Like, I know that. That's why but you then, even speaking about you even having things. Like, I'm looking at you like, huh? Because you're so confident. Like, no one would know. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I, th- it's just impo- I think it's just important to surround yourself by with, like, the right people. Yeah. People that have known you. But like for me, I'm not really like industry or anything like yeah. that at all. Like my friends are my friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they always remind me. They lift me up. Like we that. all go through things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all go through things. I'm I'm just really fortunate mm. that I have that around me. I've I've never. I don't know. Is it now that you said it, I'm like, why do I? I, I really <laughs> don't know because I, I can't. You're put checking my yourself. Finger, yeah. I can't put my finger on what it is, but yeah. I do have those moments whenever I reach like a milestone mm. that. Yeah, mm. whenever I reach new milestones. Do you think, I'm trying to think why as well, because I feel like I speak to so, no, seriously, I speak to so many women mm-hmm. who say that they go through that. Do you feel like it's because we we never think we're going to get there? Like, is it that we don't think, actually, I'm going to, the things that I've prayed for, I'm there, I'm living it. And it's kind of like, okay, what's the next? I, listen, I, I don't know what it is, right? Because... For me, I'm like, I'm gonna win a Grammy. I know I'm gonna mm. win a Grammy. But then listen, if once I get that nomination, I know You're I'm gonna, gonna be here like <laughs> I, I just don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. <laughs> You're probably thinking, what's after this Grammy and Oscar? No, what's after yeah, this? There's there's some kind of anxiety there's there's something. Yeah. Why didn't in women yeah. to kinda keep us I think that's what keeps us humble. Yeah. I don't know, it's our superpower, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe because as confident as I am, maybe if I didn't have that, I'd be like, I don't think I ever would. But do you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> I don't know. But no, that's, no, it's so interesting. I, I, I think that's one of the areas of women that I really want to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, But in terms of like your, um, I actually had a question to ask you and it's just skipped my head. Um. 
Mm. My mind has gone so blank. What was I going to say? It'll come. Okay, let me look at one of my questions. Um, nah. Gone? Probably proper gone blank, <laughs> you know. Um, This is going to get chopped and screwed. But in terms of your... So we're talking about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. navigating the space. Um, What has been... Okay, cool. I'm going to just... What has been one of your favorite things about being a DJ and producing? The travel. Listen, I'm like, I have traveled to places that, like, I've, I've been to like Dubai, Abu mm. Dhabi, DJing, and like, I did, um, when I was in Abu Dhabi, I DJed for like this um, Lewis Hamilton party mm-hmm. um, for like Monster. Wow. Which was incredible. Um, like I loved it because like mm-hmm. I, I grew up watching like F one yeah. and and doing all of that, and I've like I've done Monaco, like Ibiza. It's mm-hmm. the the travel is is has been incredible because I've got to see so many amazing yeah. places and get paid whilst I've, I've been doing it. As That's well. the life. I'm, I need to learn how to DJ. Maybe. Listen, I, I, I'm <laughs> more than happy to teach. You. I'm gonna learn how to DJ. <laughs> Come a DJ. But um, I remember my question now because we're obviously in with in um international women's month and stuff and the topic currently is around breaking biases and stuff like that and i think you the realm in which you operate in is definitely part of the conversation being a black woman being a dj operating in a very heavily male white male dominated space and also being in dance music which we need to talk about because that's a interesting pick to have but i want to first speak on like the biases that you feel like you've broken within that space and how you've been able to kind of you've spoken a bit about your parents and 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 just silencing the naysayers and things like that but for you kind of in that space for women who want to break biases in that space giving advice and kind of like your your opinion as Mm -hmm. well on that um I think you've just got to go for it. You know when, like, you've got that voice, yeah. that voice in your head? Just go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. That's my thing. It's, and it's always, like, never a failure, always a lesson. Mm. You know, just just go for mm. it. Speak. And, and, and don't think of yourself as a role model mm. as such, because I think that puts so much pressure on, like, you You know, like, what we were saying about, like, imposter syndrome and all of that, being yeah. a woman, like, being a woman, it comes with so much. Yeah. So just, I feel like you just have to go in and do you and do what makes you happy, mm. ultimately. Mm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're right about being the leader and the role model. I think in a lot of spaces that women operating it's like i have to be excellent at every point because if i'm not maybe the next woman won't have the opportunity mm-hmm. that i have which is such a heavy burden to have yeah. such a heavy burden to have so di- did you ever feel like i need to be the best black female dj in this space so that the next few black females who want to be a dj have me to kind of like open those doors and keep those doors mm-hmm. open for them Have that ever i feel like for me, I have to talk about it. Mm. Like the importance of being a, f- a black female DJ in dance music. Because I've had so many... D- I d- before, I was just like, listen, I'm just doing my thing. Like, yeah. I like all music, but I want to do dance. And the reason I wanted to do dance was just because I was like, why the hell not? Like, yeah. it's fun. Like, mm. I, I want to rave. I want to... Yeah, what... That's... Because let's get into it. Because what, what was it about dance music that called to you? Because you have... 
Afrobeat DJ, uh-huh. a lot of the female DJs that I know operate in that space, Afrobeat, yeah. um, hip hop and R&B and Definitely. stuff like that. And I know you do play those genre, but for you to kind of decide to be a dance DJ, what was that like decision making like and why? Well, I wanted to be like one of the top DJs in the world. And like, you know, when you look at like DJ Mag, I mean, you, mm. you look and you see like it's, they're all dance DJs. Like, I want to be there. Yeah. That's what I want to be. I want to be getting, you know, those residencies. Mm. And that's what I, for me, being a DJ, it's like doing IB for doing the biggest clubs there. Yeah. It's headlining in Vegas. It's doing all of that mm-hmm. all year round. And I love Afrobeats. Again, my mum, when she was coming to terms with the DJ, but why don't you do Afro <laughs> beats at least? You know, but it's for me, it's, this is what makes me happy. happy. Mm. And I love dance music. Mm. Before I used to feel, I used to feel a way about it, but like, I fully love dance music. Mm. And like, dance music is black music. Yeah. Like, it's roots, like, it's history. Like, it is black music. And it, I wouldn't say bothers me, but like, it's so white now, yeah. it's so whitewashed. And when you look at like the history and like the fact that it's, it, you know, it came from disco, when you look at the, the people that really started, you know, house music and mm-hmm. like the pioneers, like it, it was black people, it was gay people. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that really aren't celebrated in, space, in, yeah. in the scene. So for me, it, it was just something that I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be me. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about it yeah. as well. And I, I've had so many DMs. I didn't realize how much of a thing it was, but I've had so many DMs from women, like black women saying, I love the fact that you're doing like dance mm. music. Like I, I've always wanted to DJ dance mm. and and play house music, but not a lot of people that I know like it. And you know, like I, I'm emotional anyway, mm. but that gets to me because I just feel like you should never have to, you should never have to like, silence yourself or, or be somebody that you're not mm. to, to fit in and, and why can't you play this this music like who says you can't who mm. says because you're black you can't dj like house music who says you can't you know make dance music it's to me it's wild yeah especially because of the history as well yeah so, um, i think people like people probably look at it from one lens like mm-hmm. of what like you said it's been so whitewashed no one really does their like history no one does their research to find out exactly where it's from mm-hmm. so to the women that are dming you saying all of these things what's like one of your advice to them like what would you would you say to them because i kn- there is so many women who probably want to be in your shoes right now what would what would yeah. you say to them to kind of like kickstart like there needs to be more women in your space yeah so definitely. what would you say to those who like, have that same sen- sentiment <laughs> do it just mm. just like that for me like i wish that i kind of i wish that i had someone around me that was like you can do it like there's yeah. no, like you know and so i always say that and i'm always like you know send me music yeah or, you know like let me know once you once you've released something yeah. i'm more than happy to support um i think the number one thing is just starting because it's all about I think the problem is what is the perception, how they think that other people are going to perceive them. Mm. And sometimes you almost have to remove yourself from that. Mm. For me, when I first started doing and playing the music that I played, I left Facebook, you know, because I was like, I don't know what these people are going to say about me. Mm. Like, I, honestly, that's it. Like, I, I really had to, like, remove myself. And then I went on Instagram and most of the people that I had on Instagram, they didn't know me, that they weren't my friends. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't follow any of my friends. I literally created, like, not this new identity, but I was like, I just want the people that, 
follow me to really like what I'm yeah. doing. And that's why they follow me. I don't want any naysayers, any, but why is she doing that? Mm. Why, like, I, I didn't like, oh, have you seen what she's, I didn't want any of that. So yeah. sometimes you do have to remove yourself from that. Just put your, go into the studio, go into like a, the DJ and just work, work mm. on your craft, mm. master your craft. Mm. And then when it's released, like let your music do the talking. That's such a good, that is such a, and I think that can be said about a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, people start things and they're scared of what other people will say. Remember when I started, like, Woman to Women, I was at uni and I was thinking, oh my God, what are people going to say? Like, oh my gosh, they're going to say, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I doing that? And I was so scared. And like you said, I had to kind of like, just hush the naysayers and just yep. do and let the work speak for itself. So I think that 100%. is so integral in like starting your journey and doing something because i've read a quote that said you could be the juiciest peach on this earth and someone will still not like peaches Mm -hmm. so if you kind of like keep to what other people think of you expect you to do it will be stuck in a place where you're 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 following the crowd you're still chasing what people want you to do and that's that doesn't work it doesn't work at all it doesn't. You've got to feed yourself mm, first, or you'll start yeah. starving, and then you'll look for other people to validate everything that you do. Like it's like even even going to uni. My dad was like, "I want you to go to this uni. I want you to study this." I had to be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm so sorry." And I well had to. Done. Well had done. To, yeah, I had to. So your story is kind of like I'm thinking. Yeah, it's quite similar to mine in terms of like your parents will always have something to say. People mm-hmm. always have something to say. You kind of have to choose yourself, yeah. and I feel like that's a that's a theme in your journey. Like you've kept choosing yourself. Like you found a moment where it's like, actually, I want to do what I want to do. I want to like follow my, my dreams and my, my way of living. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women can't do that. It's, you know what? I, I, there's just so much. There, there's so much like with me as well. Like I, there was a point when I was working and I had fibroids and I had them bad. So again, imagine like I'm DJing, mm-hmm. I'm um, going to and doing this nine to five. And then I've got this condition mm. as well, which is like causing me so much pain. And I had um, surgery, so I got them removed. Mm-hmm. And whilst I was recovering, like all I would get would be like text messages and like emails from like my work. Be like, so when are you coming back? And blah, 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 blah. And that's when I was like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> like, uh, listen, you people don't understand. Like, I nearly died. Yeah. You, you don't understand because I had complications following the surgery. Yeah. So they expected me to come back, at, like, on a date. Yeah. And then I got rushed to hospital because I had um, internal bleeding. So I got rushed to hospital. They had to, like, operate again. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but um, are you coming? And I was like, no, no, no. I, listen, yeah. you know when you kind of, it wasn't like a near like death experience but I just had an experience when I was just like I have yeah I I really really have to do what makes me happy because listen if god forbid anything happened to me in that um operating theater they would be like well you know she was a lovely worker but you know we've got to get somebody to replace Mm. her like it's just life right like it's life so I I had to put that was a key moment for me in terms of me putting myself first and doing what makes me happy it's so important Oh my gosh. Life is short. Life is so short. And especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. it is so important to just hold on to what matters. What do you want to do? What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. What space do you want to operate in that, like, 
encapsulates who you are as a person mm-hmm. and you do it so beautifully i know you're like Thank hard you. on yourself and you're thinking what am i doing oh my gosh but no honestly you're doing amazing Thank so this, i don't know i actually we met at on a, the set of um cleopatra's world um yes. that's which is run by one of an amazing friend of mine called alexandra and you keep that on top um and I think I met when I met you. I was like, "Oh my god, what does she do?" And then you were dressed because you were wearing a dress and stuff, right? You wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's so elegant. They had, they had her fancied <laughs> up. And then I hear you're a DJ. I'm thinking, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then since since then, I've been following like your journey and stuff. I think I'm just giving up background because I haven't following your journey and stuff. And I've just been like, "Oh my gosh, you're doing." amazing and you just released a track and stuff yes how has that been like what was the response being like because i think that's when i properly understood what you do what your sound looks like and i was like oh makes sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm i'm so glad number one that we met yeah i really am because your spirit is just no no really and truly like it's this is this to me is is like womanhood like this this yeah. is what it's about do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you meet someone and you're like oh like you, you just gravitate and Absolutely. like i appreciate the fact that like you fully even on that day like you were gassing me up yeah. like you know me in that <laughs> dress i was like, i don't know like no, i was like no nah, <laughs> why did they bring a dress like that for me because you looked amazing honestly speaking no so. it, it was it's just yeah it's all about like the celebration Absolutely. And, yeah it's just huh <laughs> sorry i'm i like i said i'm emotional i'm really emotional yeah. and it's i'm i'm realizing more and more just like how important it is to to have good like women yeah. like around you even in terms of like the dj world yeah. it's like if less i i want there to be like as many like black female mm. djs doing what i'm doing like we can all exist in yeah. the same world like we fully can and it's that so even when you're like you know you're joking about the dj thing i'm like please sis, mm. do it mm. do it like that's how it should yeah. be yeah um yeah so then what like what ha, what so i didn't even answer your question <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so the question was your new release. The I'm spa. sorry. I, I really just went off on my, my new release. Lord. Oh my goodness. No, but you're right. It's important to talk about sisterhood, womanhood. And just when you see a woman in a space where it's foreign to you, mm-hmm. kind of be like, I'm interested in what you do. And you never know. I, I'm a big believer in just shouting at shouting at women who are even doing the bare minute. Even if, you t- I always tell my friend, if you tell me today you want to be a bird, I will support, you will be the be best, best bird, bird yeah. I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I think it's important to celebrate your friends and kind of mm-hmm. shout what they're doing in any space. So every yeah. time I'm in a space and I'm around women, I will shout you yeah, out as if I've known you for seven years. That but on the question of like... My, my, my release, my yes. release. Okay, <laughs> so no, so um, this is why, like, yeah. So for me and my release, the response has been great. Yeah. So I've had two tracks, two releases, um... I'm really fortunate that I've got like a great team and my manager LJ mm-hmm. has been incredible. Um, like so, so good. Spotify have been great in terms of supporting. Yeah. I've had um, two editorial covers on like, um, what is it? Dance hits, mm. I wanna say. And then New Dance Revolution, which I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I never, that that to me was like a real pinch me moment. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just it's just been really well received like it's been played on like kiss radio one like um dance anthem so yeah yeah it's it's been good but now i'm like okay what's next, next? yeah what's and this next? this is that thing as well i'm like i've got to just like enjoy all the wins but i'm always thinking about okay right yeah the next thing but it, it's I'm, I'm yeah it's been great the response has been mm. amazing did that kind of solidify that yeah you want to get into more music production for yourself because i know you're going into songwriting and your songwriting yeah. but do you want to kind of also focus on what you are doing yeah for Yuki, the, the brand definitely so like whenever i write um, it's usually for me, mm-hmm. like with, with me in mind. And but you know when you go into like a session, you never know what you're gonna come out yeah. with. So I may come out with something that I'm like, mm, this I like it, but mm. yeah, it's not quite for me. So then it will get pitched out. Um, so I'm I'm working just on releasing tracks mm. consistently mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're lining up. So I'm I'm yeah. It's What's like, your creative process like? Mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, I guess like because you're you're creating like. For me, I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and I'll just have this idea, yeah. or like this, like, I don't know, this melody or something and I've got to write it down or I've got to put it in like voice mm. notes and then it will be playing in my head and then I'll kind of think, okay, right, I've got to get in with this person because I know they'll know what mm. I mean and I've got to get that person. I, I love to be surrounded. I may have an idea, but then for it to be fully executed, mm-hmm. I've got to be like in a room with people bouncing ideas like off each other and i i love that i, mm. I really really do you're a collaborative yeah, person it's, it's a full yeah collaboration. yeah what's like if you could collaborate with any person who would it be diplo diplo to me i listen like for me <laughs> right like I just think like Diplo crosses like so many genres, yeah. so many genres and fuses those genres together. And then not just that, what I really like about Diplo is the fact that he does like his research, like he mm. fully like immerses himself like in the culture um, and will go there and stay and speak to people. And I don't feel like he is like, I don't want to say like a culture vulture. Like, I, I feel like he, he, he pays respect. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and I like that within the dance. It's not like Drake joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> but no, I Drake know what you listening. mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I just like I like how he fu- and he just does like he does him. Like yeah. he, he does what he wants, and I think being creative sometimes it's like okay, well, what's your vision? Mm. And one day I may, I may really want to make nineties you know, piano house. Mm. But then the other day, I'm, I may want to go a bit darker and then it'll be like, but you can't because you've just put this out. Mm. And what I like about Diplo is his stuff is here, there and, and everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then who are three women who inspire you? Alive? Alive or dead? Okay. Um, Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. for me, is, is up there. Just because, like, I remember... Like, I even read her cookbooks. <laughs> I, I can't cook for shit. But, like, <laughs> I remember... <laughs> um, yeah, um, for me, she's up there. Um, who else? Some of mine are just so... If I read... Like, like Mariah Carey. But I, I, I'll leave her. She'll, she'll be, like, top five. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. She top, top three. three. But the, the name always comes to me. Just because... Listen, that's my girl. That is <laughs> <laughs> Are you a lamb? I'm a, I'm part of the lamely. Oh, you don't you? understand. I've seen Mariah so many times. Even my dad, poor Rob, has um, <laughs> come with me when I was like underage and I couldn't go. So um, yeah, who else? Let let me really, really, really think. think. Three women, because I want this to be right. Maya Angelou, obviously there. 
I'm gonna say like a woman within music, mm. especially like within dance music. Um, These questions are always hard for people. It is hard. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm finding it hard because it's it's three. Like you know, if I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's like my top. Three yeah, is a lot. Uh-huh. I think it's because I'm I'm trying not to put Mariah in there, but I just feel like maybe she should. Maybe let's she put should. Mariah, part of the Auntie Lamely. Mariah. Let's put her in there. She's got to be in. Do you know why I like Mariah? Why? Mariah writes every single one of her songs. Does she? Do you like? Do does you she know, not, like? Does she not have like any other writers, or she's she, the main? She would be the main writer. She has other writers, but she writes on everything that she yeah. does, and I just think that's so big. Like mm-hmm. when I first started like doing music, and I was like, I just want to you know be part of it, but. I realized how important writing yeah. is to it. And even like All I Want for Christmas, mm-hmm. I did not know that that was an original song. Like you would think that that was some old. Like in the 1960s <laughs> that she picked up and remixed. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I, I love the fact that she has, and she has like one of the most, the, actually I say one of the most, I think she has the biggest vocabulary in terms of songwriters. Like mm. the words that she manages to get in like incessantly. Mm. And you know, she's just, she's just with it. That's my girl. No, so yeah. Mariah number two. One more. <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, it's cheesy, but do you know what? I would say my mum. Mm. I would say my mum because yeah, put Auntie in there, even yeah. though she's been giving us she's a headache. She's been giving me headache, right? <laughs> but even the fact that I think okay, obviously, like she came over here, yeah, in the seventies. Even the fact that she can now go to people and be like, "My daughter's a DJ," yeah. and stand in that—that's a lot. Yeah, like that really, really is a lot. And I, yeah, she she raised me in such a way to be confident in mm. who I am and to really know myself mm. and to and never it shows thank you yeah it shows. thanks mom um, <laughs> and to be honest if I didn't put her in here she would be, be like <laughs> she would have words say the best to last but um no like I, I feel like my mom raised me really really well yeah um in, in terms of just yeah knowing who I am mm. and just valuing myself that is the perfect way to end it but I just wanted to ask, what's next for you? What are you releasing next? You can't obviously tell us the project that you're working on and who you're writing for. But what's next? What can people look out for you? Because I feel like, honestly speaking, I'm, like, I'm like, just like flipping out. Like, she's doing great. So what's next for you? Like, let just the people know. Music. Yeah. So I'm, I'm releasing my first track actually of this year mm-hmm. um, in April. Should be April 15th. Okay. Very soon. So soon. Oh, you signed? I'm working with different labels at the moment. Is this like like distribution or is it just like... No, so it's... um, Right now, the track that's coming out on the 15th is with New State and they are an independent dance label. I think they're like the oldest independent dance label Mm. in London. I think. Um, That's very cool. So um, they're quite cool. I'm I'm just working with different labels. In terms of signing, I want to start my own label. Okay. Personally. Okay, um, girl. I want to start my own, yeah. I want to start my own label. Yeah, that's something that, and that's something that I, I think long term, yeah. I want to do, especially within dance music and getting people that look like me mm-hmm. who feel the way that I feel mm-hmm. about the state of dance music, um, and nurturing that because it's it's hard. Mm. Music is hard. Being mm. a creator is is difficult. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure you. I have no. You'll get there. Um, so yeah, you're releasing the track on. Hopefully April fifteenth. Good Friday. Mm. Oh, can't mm. wait. Mm. What are you? Where are you next DJing? Where can people like find you and your your okay. stuff? So I've been um confirmed for sundown. You're so cute. Oh my god. Sorry. 
I've been confirmed for Sundown. So I'm, I'm, that's like my first festival. I hope there'll be more festivals yeah, this year, hopefully. but that's like my first festival confirmation of this year. So that's question of the day. It's in September, mm-hmm. early September. Um, so that's where you can probably, in terms of festivals, find yeah. me next. There will be other things, but yeah. in terms of confirmation. But I'll put all of your details down so people can find you. Put some, do you have SoundCloud links and stuff or Mixcloud or anything like that? My SoundCloud is... I've, I've got SoundCloud. Yeah. I'll give you my um my Spotify link. Spotify link yeah. as well. I'll, I'll put all of the details Thank below. You. People can find you and stuff. But this has been such a lovely catch up. We'll catch up after this. But yes. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for, thank you for just talking me. about your journey. It's been very, very interesting. And yeah, all of um Yuki's details will be in the description. And thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>